on today's show. It's a Monday morning, and it's looking a little different than normal. My name is France. We got the young staff writer, Jay Smo in the building. Big shout-outs to Vlad, you know what I'm saying? Vlad had to take some PTO for the day, and I granted him that PTO, you know what I'm saying? Eight hours paid time off. But nonetheless, on today's show, we're going to talk about all the events that occurred at Traffic 6 out of Arizona today. We're also going to talk a little bit about some of the most recent announcements in the culture, and maybe, you know, some things on the horizon that we kind of got a little bit of word of, you know what I'm saying? Um, let's talk rap.com As always, follow the show on LTBR Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that good jazz. Jay Smo, good morning on a Monday morning, all the way out in Arizona. Good morning to you, brother. Uh, always a pleasure, you know what I'm saying, to come up here and talk my shit a little bit uh, and just talk about battles in general. Um, it was a good event. Uh you know what I'm saying? There a lot of good announcements going on. It looks like we're going to have a good fourth quarter. And if this is kind of maybe a little bit of that start of that ending run, I think we're starting out pretty well with probably one of URL's maybe better events of the year. So it's super exciting weekend and a super exciting couple months ahead. Oh, you know, before we get to the event, man, congratulations to you, man. You know what I'm saying? You survived France for a year, survived the LTBR team for a year. You got to, you really wanted to be a part of this team. You got to become a part of it. You realize how maniac, how chaotic all of us are and then it was too late you couldn't go back you know what i'm saying and so you made a year with the team this weekend you started traffic five that was your first event uh and now traffic six is all full circle sophomore year is here no more whippings no more lashings you know what i'm saying no more rookie hazing you graduate no more smo do the whole card we're tired send it by <laughs> tuesday you got 36 hours smo so we yeah. may really hear that but no man um love love being a part of the team I remember looking at looking at Let's Talk Battle Rap as a fan, knowing how important this is, uh, being a part of it, knowing how important it is. And um, there's nowhere I'd rather be in media, man. So hopefully it's the first year of many. It's a it's a great feeling to be here for, you know what I'm saying, from one year to another. Hey, listen, man, you you did great work. And I'll never forget the way you handled your first event, Traffic 5, when you were doing all the live updates. Because, you know, early on in your career, like you just you, you have so much passion to want to cover battle rap and talk about battle rap that like you don't realize what do you do that like maybe might be offensive to an artist. So when you were covering like Rum Nitty and Bill Collector last year, you're doing all the live updates. It's so easy. It's so easy to get a quotable from Rum Nitty because Rum Nitty is just a compu box. He's just a punching machine. But Bill Collector has so many flows and cadences and pockets and unorthodox patterns that like it doesn't do him justice to just try to grab a quote. You need to actually listen to his sequences. So you didn't necessarily grab anything from Bill Collector. And he goes on the timeline like, yo, where's my quotes? Where's my bars at? And then you handled it like a professional. I was like, yeah, he he, he made, he's made to be here, man. Yeah, and shout out, uh, shout out, Bill. I know he still gives me a hard time for that one, man. Um, but what's funny enough is a year later doing updates, a uh, little bit, and a few people um show me love for this. So uh, updating, but just saying what's going on. If it's an angle, if it's a rhyme pocket, it's not. I know that people want the bar quotes every time with the updates, but just if we kind of know what's going on in the battle, even if you can't explain the bar, giving credence to that because even though it's easy to score punches, I know that's kind of you end up getting in the compu box in terms of judging battles. But there's more to that that can't exactly just be explained in two to three bars long setups and concepts so over a year you know learn to do that but there's always going to be some feelings felt especially you know what i'm saying if the building isn't going your way it's easy to uh you know what i'm saying lash out a little bit yeah. so it's always going to be a part of the job but i yeah. always love doing it man it's battle rap bill collector still has a vendetta you know what i'm saying every time i see him he's like you still got jay small on your staff you ain't fired him yet i'm like hey yo bill man are you gonna write are you gonna write these recaps for me bill 
And, and I think that's your first rapper media relationship that's kind of like always just, just always is there. You, you guys be in the spaces. He comes in the space and he's like, what's going on, Smo? And you're like, hey, Bill, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we always got one of those. So I, 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 I'm glad you got that one. Uh, tell the people how difficult it is to capture live updates while it's happening in real time. Because I don't think the people realize it. Like when you're at home, it's a little bit more easy. You got the laptops you're sitting down. Maybe you could rewind it and screen record and stuff. But in person, physically, talk about the difficulty of it. Because Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what. The the, the hardest part is um you're not going to be able to physically with your eyes watch parts of the battle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'd say that's Facts. the part that, uh, funny enough, I was updated. I think it was JC and Authentic. Um and I, I know JB made a joke with me, man. Shout out JB. Um, uh, <laughs> kind of was like, hey, "Have you had him? You know, I'm in the front row, and he's like, man, watch, watch.' And the, you know, because we're doing the updates, and uh, me and New Era, you know, what I'm saying, shout out Dutch and the team over there was doing their updates, and we're in the front row. But you got to capture it because as the bar goes up, you know, people are gonna want those punches, and it's hard to catch the setup too. You want to catch the rhyme with it because if I just post the punchline, it looks a little bit ridiculous with some of the shit that we say in battle rap. You know what I'm saying? Like if you only catch the back half of a bar. Um, but, uh, leading up, catching the setup, uh, catching three to four lines. Sometimes if it's a longer concept, it's definitely difficult. Um, but it's even more difficult to wrap it. So at the end of the day, you know, we have a way easier job than some of the artists and even some of the staff that are working the event. Um, but I love doing it. You know what I'm saying? I love giving people, especially battles that it might be a little bit months, Tom, who knows, you know what I'm saying? When we see the battle, uh, you need to have, even if people can't see it, in, there's live there's still live camaraderie that goes on people kind of reacting even if they didn't see if they heard someone got smoked that's all really important for the culture we got to get these jokes off on the timeline this is a joke-based culture um we got to get a little bit of slander or a little bit of praise so it's definitely difficult it takes away from being able to actually like just watch the battle straight up for enjoyment but i wouldn't do it you know what i'm saying if i didn't feel like it was important or if i didn't like battle rap so you know yo there's nothing like the timeline on a Saturday morning for a big event when everybody's a hype, everybody's excited, and we all get to experience this battle in real time. And like the, the memes is flying, the jokes is flying, the clips is flying. Like that little part of the community, I feel like is what makes us for the most part. And more importantly, that was part of like what the community was like for almost three years. You know what I'm saying? From 2020 to now. We had all these live stream events from URL, RBE, and King of the Die. For those who tune in to King of the Die, uh, like the, the tournaments, uh, you always had all these like people on the timeline just going crazy. And then your favorite content creators or voices in media doing post game shows or spaces. And and I feel like that's what it is when you don't have those days that is not live and you're in the building for it. And there's a limited amount of media or people with voices of influence providing us updates, trying to translate to us what's happening in that building where there's only a few hundred people there. We're itching. We're starving. We're refreshing. The, we're refreshing our screen. We're scrolling down. We got your notifications turned on and we're trying our best to piece the puzzles, but it's never fully quite the same. <laughs> and I, I, I 100% agree with that as someone that most of the time has to, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm on Arizona. So luckily for like an event like this, it's only two hours up the way for me. Um, for the mm -hmm. most part, you know, a lot of the app only events are East coast based. And I'm one of those thirsty motherfuckers on the timeline. Like, please God, you know what I'm saying? Like give me some <laughs> right. type of updates. And I know what it feels like to even go 10, 15 minutes without it. So even if it's just one bar, it's talking about an angle, just trying to shoot out something every five or 10 minutes. And it makes sometimes, even though it's not a battle by any means, it makes people feel like they're there a little bit. It gives them a reason to care. And then 
it sticks in their mind as something to look forward to down the line. So it's all really important. It all go, goes towards the cycle of promoting an event and getting people excited about it. Uh, enough of the semantics, man. You know what I'm saying? Traffic six. Let's talk to the people about your experience in the building, who you met, people that you got, the people that recognized you, you know what I'm saying? The energy in the building. We'll talk about the battles too. I know you got a blog recap, but we'll get a little bit more in, intense because, uh, you know, your, your boy got to hear some things. You know what I'm saying? I heard, heard some of the same things that you heard, heard. So, you know, we can have a nice little dialogue. Talk, talk, tell me about your experience in traffic six. Um, fantastic. And I say this every time I talk about my in the building experience for any event, for those of you that haven't been to battle rap events in person, you really don't understand the peak of what this culture uh, is. You know what I'm saying? Any, I know it's a culture to be rugged toxicity. You see some craziness on the timeline in person battle rap events is the most love you will see anywhere in this culture. Um, it's nothing like the internet. It's nothing like the internet. From media, from fans, yeah. you're friends with everyone you're around for the night. You know what I'm saying? That's in your vicinity, watching the battles with you. Every time I go front row, didn't see uh, all members of Frontline up there. Shout out Frontline uh, almost at every URL event. Um, but people I saw from last year, man, uh, it, you, that's your, those are your people for the night. And you're rocking out watching battles for six, seven hours. On top of that, venue is pretty good where you could walk all the way out to the back. And there was uh, mostly battlers and even fans just kicking it out there in the back. And then you can walk back in, get your seat really easily. So it made for a good experience. You don't just have to sit there. Uh, I usually have to sit there and just hold my spot in the front row because the Lord knows, you know what I'm saying? I, I leave the front row. I'm probably not making it back, friends. You know what I'm saying? So, but at this one, a lot of just back and forth, real leisure, uh, and still a pretty good amount of people. I'm not going to lie, that first hour, I, I got a little nervous there, uh, but then everything filled out really, really quick. I think mostly everyone must have been in the back, um, but it still ended up being like a pretty good amount of a few hundred people, maybe three, three, four hundred people maybe. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, once again, another good in the building experience and the battles were good, which always is going to help any event, help the pace of it. Uh, I didn't feel like there was really a dud straight, you know, we'll talk maybe disappointing performances, this and that, but was there any disgusting battle? Uh, was there any three round choke type of performance that took the air out of the room? There was none of that. So overall uh, in the building experience, it was as good as ever. Holmesy and Brandon kicked off tonight. UM, UM champion, UM3, cha uh, UM2 champ versus the UM4 champ. And this was a battle that you call disturbing. <laughs> and, yes. and, it, and, and it exceeded your expectations. It was a battle I did not need or like coming in. I gave it all yeah. the hell in the world, which is why, uh, as I said in my recap video as well, gotta, gotta even apologize, especially to real name Brandon. Uh, a big reason, uh, I'm going to be honest, I, I thought this battle might be a, a little worrisome going in. Um, and they had a very good opener uh, from one of the more competitive battles in the night. I wouldn't say the most competitive battle of the night, but definitely like a debatable battle with that. No question about it. Um, the energy was good for it. Only issue and the biggest issue is the first round of the battle. There is mic issues. This did not continue uh, pretty much through the second round and really didn't become an issue throughout the rest of the night. But in the first round, it was super duper prevalent. Um, real name Brandon's mic was going in and out, especially Holmesy. I'd say about 60 to 70% of the crowd did not hear Holmesy's first round. I mean, I'm talking to people mm. that are only a little bit behind me saying that they did not hear his first at all. And they were a little bit behind me on front row. So imagine what the back of the, you know, the insane, the entire venue, the sides of the venue was like, um, but a debatable first round, nonetheless, I'd say that Brandon did have stumbles in his first. He had a couple stumbles that kind of mixed with the mic issues, if that makes sense. Like he's stumbling, but then the mic's going in and out. So the sound man comes up. So he just, I don't know if it's a choke. 
because you know what I'm saying it gets covered up. Um, but he was a little unclean in the first two rounds, but that shouldn't take away from his material. Uh, Brandon's second and third of this battle, some of his more powerful material, I feel like he's had on a real like competitive. This can win a battle, uh, which has been for me an issue for Brandon for a little bit, even if he has a good round. It's about putting two together, and that's how a lot of his clear losses have stacked up. His second, um, outside of a very suspect stumble, you know, we'll see how they'll translate on cam because the building didn't seem to care. A lot of people had Brandon winning the first clear. Um, and then even in the second, they were very, very even with the stumble impressed, but him and Holmes peak in the second. Second round of the battle is by far the best. Uh, what did Holmes say, man? Um, they say bipolar this and bipolar that so they can attack me. Um, tell them in their house on some bipolar shit, mad guns, and I'm trigger happy. Um, ended up being one of the most quoted uh, updates I have from the event. So, and I think Holmes said it was his favorite bar. But the first two rounds to me were mad debatable, man. I know the building was leaning Brandon. I personally edged Holmes the first two rounds of the battle. And then Brandon clearly got the third. His third is his best round of the battle. A lot of real talk, uh, a lot of rapping with substance, which I really think yeah. is at his best made a believer of me man yeah i think uh i want to do like a big big picture with some of these battles so i think with brandon the big picture here is that he's getting better you know what i'm saying he's getting better you know sure. the jay mills battle definitely shows some highlights uh uh obviously the opponent made me side-eyed a little bit bombastic side-eye but like this one is a good sound like it was a good john you know what i'm saying sound like it was a good john and Holmesy back to back battles for him. He's battling in London in about six, seven days from now. So, you know, uh, you know, hopefully he's clipped up. He had that battle booked for quite some time. So hopefully he's probably all the way finished. But, you know, back on the road for Holmesy to God. And sounds like a sounds like a standard Holmesy performance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it definitely wasn't, and especially in a battle that I kind of expected him um, to win extremely clearly. I mean, you can't, mm -hmm. not going to hold it against him that his opponent was good by any means, you know what I'm saying, especially when he was good himself. But even in the third round, um, as an angle-heavy guy, he took a, a real name angle, like who uses their real name for crime and broke down. It was a long concept with the whole real name thing, and it was just like a little, hit a little long-winded in parts of the battle, kind of like, the overhead rhymes are a little bit of long-winded concepts, and that's something he can get caught up in. But it was like, like you said, he's a professional at the end of the day, and his second has peaks. Just a standard Holmesy, nothing to really critique him for, but not a high ranking or any anything like super. If it if it was more like Holmesy rises to the occasion for like a specific moment, as opposed to being the person that's like, yo, defend the crown. This is somebody that you are more skilled, experienced than. Have hit higher levels, then you should be able to clear this person. I think when he's in that position, you find him having competitive battles. But when he's in the position of like, this is somebody that may be ranked above you, uh, a top tier legend, you know what I'm saying? Somebody that's fairly active that, you know, we might have ahead of you. That's when you kind of see him like really like rise to the occasion. Yeah, it's a, it's a, uh, in other sports, um, I think the term is like play down a comp, but you also got to give credit to Brandon for playing up to the situation. You know what I'm saying? Maybe yeah, for a lot of people at home, he clear going in, and then he ends up having by far the round of the battle, probably as a whole had the better performance, like his three rounds compared to his. I don't even know if that's uh, debatable, but when you factor in the stumbles, don't be surprised that building had real name Brandon, but I think a lot of people might have that home C2 one on cam in those first two. But second, extremely debatable, so then the battle ends up being debatable. All right. Shotgun, Shogun, Hansel, right? I want to talk about this before we get now into the battle. I see, yeah, now we're going to get now we're gonna get into it for real because I seen Shug's interview on Hip Hop is Real uh, where he pretty much talks a little bit about, like, you know, he was contracted for two minutes and 
Ansel rapped about three or more. And I have an issue with that interview, and I have an issue with the way Hip Hop is Real titled it. Hip Hop is Real titled it, Shotgun Shug on Time Issues versus Hansel. I was contracted for two minutes. He rapped for three, right? Let's let's make it clear. Let's make it clear. It doesn't sound like this is a situation like Rum and Foots, where one person has a contract for a longer time than the other person. There's not a time dispute, a clarational issue with this. The, this is just a fundamental battle rap world where yo, you're battling somebody that's very hungry. We contracted for a certain time limit, but I'm gonna rap extra. You know what I'm saying? And Suge says in that video that we had a conversation about it, and yet he still let Hansel rap longer. So in my, in my opinion, I'm just kind of like, bro, the leagues don't call time. I wish they did. I wish leagues enforced it, but that's that's gone. They haven't done that for over a decade now. So you can't expect the league to try to call time, right? Um, you're not going to expect your opponent to do anything favorable to you. So I don't even know why people even have these conversations with their opponent. Their opponent, your opponent is not meant to do any favors for you. The hell, if, especially if they know they can take advantage of you in that aspect, they're going to. So it's up to you to call time. And if you don't call time, I feel like you shouldn't complain afterwards. Period. Yeah, I mean, I, I had talked about that as well. Um, and I 100% agree with you on that note is that you have the option, especially as the vet, to call time. No, 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 no. We signed a two minute contract. You're done. Um, and I know that a lot of, you know, it involves you kind of having to play the villain. So then it is kind of, oh, what if I sacrifice my optics for something that really he should be doing already? I'm with you, but then he's just going to wrap three to four minutes, man. Like, then you just got to live with that. And the second part of it is vets. Vets, vets, vets. When you're battling a rookie in a three-rounder and you get contracted for two minutes, think about when you were a rookie battling a vet, all right? Were you going to wrap that exact two minutes? Were you going to sprinkle a couple minutes on? It's basic battle rap, man. I don't think that it's a shocker at all. If you're expecting these rookies to come in with two-minute rounds, I think that we're kind of shocked with that mindset. Um, is it necessarily fair? No, but if you're going to play the situation, on, if you're going to know it's going to be this way going in, then either don't take the battle or take it and write the extra minute. Like, I don't understand. It's like uh, coming in with a sense of the minimum effort, right? Because it is a two-minute contract. You're fulfilling it. But you know going in what they're going to do. So if you're not going to stop the time, there is no one that can help you at that point. I mean, that's just the way that it is. So well, I agree I wanna, with you on all fronts. I want to reference Shotgun Chug here, right? Um, 2014, July 26. You dub Annihilation card, okay? A young shotgun shug in his career. When he wasn't that active on URL, by the way, he's probably battling URL maybe once or twice a year. He still wasn't one of those guys, all right? He hadn't touched the summer madness yet. He's still trying to find his peak. He battled a T-Rex in 2014. This is T-Rex coming off of Total Slaughter. And you know what T-Rex did in that whole battle? <laughs> time, time, time. I don't care if this is your shot. You getting what I got paid for. You're rapping what you got paid you for. You need to give a third hey. round if I'm correct. That's a two-round battle. So, like, that, 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 there's a perfect example of you being the hungry up-and-comer battling the person giving you the shot, ready to outwrap them longer than what's contracted. So you have to realize you know what it's like to be Hansel at that moment in time. You know that he is going to come there to make the most out of his opportunity. You know what I'm saying? And... If you're not going to take the, the liberty of enforcing and regulating what you signed for and what you guys agreed and spoke on prior to the battle, what's the point of mentioning it afterwards? All it does is discredit Hansel. All it does is continue to feed the narrative that like there's these time, these, these 
these purposeful time discrepancies going on amongst the league. And that's why I didn't like the hip hop is real title neither, because it kind of feeds on and plays on into it, almost insinuated that this is still happening and it's happening with the top six guys. No, that's not the case. It's not the case at all. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. I just I thought about all that and I was just I was just intrigued, you know what I'm saying? Because you know what's funny, France? The funniest part. If Hansel had cut um, specifically his last two rounds down to two-minute rounds like Suge, he probably still would have clearly won the battle, which is what occurred. Uh, really, really breakout performance, and it didn't start like that in the first round. Yeah, let's, let's, Hansel, let's give Hansel his props. I just wanted to address that time. Yeah, I th- and I think yeah. Hansel does good in the first round. Um, solid back-to-back punching round, but more of that of what you'd see, I'd say maybe with like a regular Hansel round, I think for the most part it has its peaks. It has its valleys, it's mostly jabs, and it's just like a serviceable round. And Suge has, uh, I'd say, a slightly shorter. So I'd say Hansel's third, uh, first must have been, I'm not going to say around the two-minute, maybe a little bit over that, because um, Suge's first is more efficient and more compact, but it's also not wildly a shorter round, you know what I mean? And he clearly does uh, better for the most part than the first. He's just more efficient with his time. His energy is better, as you'd expect. The, yeah, yeah, the flow, the pace. He's better yeah, in a lot of those aspects than Hansel, and he really it, it, like, yeah, showed that I, in the I, first round. I heard you. I heard you said the first round was close. I disagree with you though. I did feel like the first round shotgun shit was steamrolling him. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I think I'm impressed with Hansel's performance because I really felt like he got put in the dirt in that first round. Really and he really so? That's how I felt. That's how I felt. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just giving you how I feel. You know, you might feel differently. We but. all gave it to Suge, but it was one yeah. of those things where I'll put it like this. I don't fit. I didn't feel like he put him in the dirt, but I feel like we should all unanimously have Suge win in the first. Like, even if let's say it's like a 10 9, you know, maybe even in the 10 8 ish direction, but let's say it even is a 10 9, it's a universal one because sometimes rounds can be close, but you really can't give it to him unless you're a fan of the other battler. And then how close is it? You know what I'm saying? Like, I account for that in updates, but in reality, I agree with you. I think it is a little bit closer, but either way, that is Suge's first. The building gave it to Suge, it felt like it. But the second and the third were a completely different story. You know what I'm saying? Um, from a, a Hansel turns it up in every aspect of battle rap. Hansel immediately took a step up, and it reminds you a lot more of a Hansel versus Eunice performance as opposed to maybe the more regular Hansel you get in the first. Um, a lot of flipping of shotgun show slogans, which when you battle a vet, flipping their best bars and their best slogans against them, haymakers, pencil it in. Everyone does it. You know what I'm saying? And and he did it. Uh, you think that the hospital, they going to care if your skull bleeding. Um, you ain't got no slogans. Well, you ain't got no pulse no neither. Pulse either. Yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah. God. He had a few and, and, second, the first yeah. two minutes of his second. That's the funny thing. We talk about the two minutes. If it was just the first two minutes of his second, yo, he would have won by more. I think he kind of wrapped himself a little bit down a little bit as it went on. And I don't even, I wouldn't even say out of it because it didn't ruin it. I still loved his second. But the first two to 230 of Hansel's second is insane like not yeah yeah no no he, that, but that's why i think that's why i don't want to say that first round was competitive because i really felt like th- there's some level of perseverance from what he did in his second round and his third round and that's why i think it's a bit remarkable that he's had this breakout performance because at the end of the day hansel out of all the rookies sophomores up-and-comers he's the purest version of it because he has like less than 20 battles to his catalog right if i pull up his verse tracker he just started battling in 2021 so, like, if there's anybody we need to be patient with, it's him. You know what I'm saying? But he's also the mouthpiece in the heart of his crew. Or not his crew. I should say his class. So, like, you see him online. You see him vocal. You see him coming at the vet. So, when you become that person, we kind of expect you to show up in these spots. And so, even though he was winning battles, 
the performances weren't necessarily the most, I guess, dynamic or in the fashion that I was necessarily anticipating. So it left me with a little bit. To, to, it left me with some desire, but I was still noticing that he was winning. You know what I'm saying? Like when you put, you go back to that three on three with 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 all the people from top six versus Jersey. He's the only one that got around. You know what I'm saying? When you go back to their he's final exams, he's three. the one. He's the one that got. He's the one that caught a body. You know what I'm saying? And then you look at his judge win against Eunice, one of the better battles this year. It's a judge win, and that might even be a preview to what to expect for rookies versus sophomores. Fantastic and so he's still battle. level. He's still leveling up. Uh, so it's, it's very frequent we might be able to continuously say he's had another career high performance because he isn't close to his ceiling. He can still keep reaching other levels. I love that he wrote uphill, and I love that he stood poised enough to stand the storm of a Shug first round and find a way to win the last two rounds. I got to give Hansel his credit. Big salute yeah. to that guy. And I thought probably, top, third, probably a top five performer of the night, right? Probably like a top five performer yeah, of the usually, night. And I think I thought his second, I'm like, this might be the best hands around that I've heard. And then he wrapped the <laughs> third, and I'm like, no, this might be the best hands around that I heard. I mean, his second, <laughs> as yeah. you said, uphill writing, a lot of yeah. times so underrated, really how a lot of people just win battles. They kind of just outlast their opponent, especially yeah. when your third is the last impression that you have and you just gave a competitive second. It's a recipe to win battles clear a lot, especially when you might be the more motivated of the two ops, which by the time you get to Shug second and third, that two minutes really sets in. Like they're not like bad rounds, but they're very just run-of-the-mill rounds while you have a guy that's, you know, clearly just blowing the roof off the building. So Hansel, second and third, clear. Like you like like I, uh, you and me both said, we gave Shug the first. I think it's a little bit closer um, than maybe you thought. But either way, I mean, it, it's a clear W for Hansel in a big spot where he needed it. And when he was asked to be good, he was great. And those are the achievements to, to climb the ladder um, when it comes to battle rap. So shout out to Hansel. Um. Shotgun Chug, you know what I'm saying? Last 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 big picture before we go to the next battle. Because I don't have a lot to say about JC and Authentic. I didn't get a chance to you know, really get, you know, say any rumblings on it. But I want to say about Shug. Last year, 2022, an aberration for him, right? Ended up being top five in Cody, top four in Cody, actually. Um, an amazing year to the point people actually felt like he deserved the award. He was booked uh, nine times last year. And so far this year, he's been booked seven times. So between two years, he's got 16 battles on the league. And I can't help but feel like this year he's reverted back to who he who he once was, you know what I'm saying? Or who he who, who he was before that run. Because out of his seven battles, you know, like uh, rough rough night at Kings and Queens against Shuni, rough night at summer, summer madness against Fonz. You know what I'm saying? I, I think I have Hansel taking advantage of this opportunity more than Suge. Nat Gnome impact two on two was uh, Something very strange from <laughs> that I never want to see again. And, you know, I, I love this performance against Kid Slade. But outside of that, the other two performances, I'm not that crazy about the Sheed battle and that three on three. So, like, uh, a bit of a regression for Suge or back to back to what he once was. Uh, yeah, I think that. I think this is definitely a bit of a regression back to the battler that he's been in years past. Still talented, still has his peaks. But in terms of bringing it across three rounds, there's a little bit less of that you know what i'm saying you see a guy that kind of gasses out later as the battle goes on um tough situation you know what i'm saying for uh especially considering some of the matchups he's taking especially coming off of last year how like built up you know what i'm saying his stock was in the bigger matchups to go from that to this it could definitely st- 
stifle the motivation a little bit. I think it's still possible. The abilities there, his pen is still upgraded. You see that in his peaks, but right now it definitely seems like a little bit more of a burnout type of thing than anything else. Um, and I, I just hope that he can find that maybe with some upcoming matchups or possibly some opponents in the future can find a little bit of that more bringing it across three rounds. But when you see things like stumbles on SM, uh, physically, you know, stumbling on SM in grudge matches, it does get to be a bit worrisome. Seven and two app record last year with his nine battles. Uh, this Hansel battle hasn't dropped yet on the app, but it, it might be a loss. Uh, it might be a loss. It could be a win. Who knows? We'll see. But, you know, the, the record doesn't reflect. And it's crazy is that he's the most booked battler so far this year in the league. And he's hinting that he might be on homecoming. He's dropping some hints. So it, the, the year is not over for sure. There still might be one more, you know? So we will see. We'll see. Uh, JC and Authentic, I don't personally have that much to say. So I'll let you uh, take the floor on it whenever you return back to the screen. Oh. Uh, time out all right so look i'll continue on sugar in the meantime so listen man and i'm not trying to pile on sugar all right i know what i say oh here comes france again pulling out these numbers and stuff no it's 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 the volume that's like bruh like you know what it is to be booked this many times and the production not necessarily meet the the criteria of what <laughs> you're looking at right here it's just kind of crazy to me where it's just like damn man like i'm happy that like he's being fed this much but it also feels like he's just kind of being overworked a little bit. And out of all his big stage battles, like, I didn't like any of those performances. I didn't like him versus Shuni. I didn't like him on Gnome Pack. I didn't like him on Summer Madness. So am I going to like him on Homecoming? I, I mean, if he's on Homecoming, because I've seen him, I seen him winking. I've seen him winking, and I know what that means. I know what that means very well. You know what I'm saying? I saw it on Hip Hop is Real, him dropping those little, his little, those little clues. They have it on the members only page. If you're not a members only, go ahead and subscribe to that. But I've seen them dropping those little gems. I'm just like, bruh, if this man's on homecoming after the year he's had, he can do no wrong. He can do no wrong. Um, but you know, yeah, damn. Save me before I keep talking about Shug. <laughs> yeah. Um, but with that being said, next battle was JC versus Authentic. Um, yeah. which I would say is some of the I'll put it like this. I can't say it's a bad battle by any means, especially got good reception in the building. I'd say out of all the footage, it might be the weakest, still solid. You know what I'm saying? But out of all the battles, I definitely think it was the one that gave the least maybe explosiveness, peak moments or talking points. Um, and I think the first round of the battle has a lot to do with that, to be honest. I thought that JC got out to a very explosive lead and on, on authentic. I thought authentics first ends up being his lightest round of the battle which can be problematic, especially when you're already reviewed as like the underwhelming A side going into the battle. Um, and the building, as the battle went on, we I, I began to kind of differ from the building opinion wise. Um, I thought the second was closer. I thought the first JC kind of clearly just punches him out. The second was closer and authentic had a movie studio scheme that landed like super crazy. Um, Paramount, Warner Bros, you know, a bunch of peak uh, bars. But I thought JC kind of matched him and superseded that. I just thought not just bar-wise, which is what you expect from JC, but performance-wise or the full JC effect was going on. I thought he was out to a really clear 2-0 lead. The third is the closest of the battle. Authentic has a great third. What did he say? Uh, how did JC walk on water, but you, uh, but died trying to body surf or died trying that, to surf? That yeah. was 
crazy. I think it's um, crazy that JC's battled like a million times since Surfer. Nobody said that. Like, damn, it was, it was right. It was right there for the crazy taking. Crazy that you know. I, I think that JC's has his hardships post Surf battle, but it's so many bars. It seems like people can still get off just from the loss to Surf. Um, a little bit of an unfortunate situation for uh, for him up to this point. But obviously, JC shows in fashion, especially when he's battling is the upper upper A side. I feel like you know what I'm saying he pretty dominantly had control of the battle from first to third. The third is debatable. A lot of people actually gave authentic the third in the building clear um i still thought though that jc was punching with them i edged jc the third and gave him the first two clear so i personally had jc 3-0 which others in the building had but i you know i got to give credence to the other perspectives right and i will say there was a good amount of people that thought authentic got the third and the second might have been a toss-up really that both of the the second and the third might have been a toss-up so I would be lying if I said I didn't hear some debatables in the building, um, but knowing how JC's material ages, seeing just the way he was handling not only the room, but material-wise, he's still probably landing. It gets to a point where you can kind of try to dismiss, like, oh, it's a jab, dismiss it. But when he's landing, there's a little something every bar. You can't just keep ignoring it. And that's a big reason why on cam, he ends up getting a lot of those Ws is because there is a lot of, like, there's just too many for me to not count. So, Pretty solid authentic performance. Building seemed to be um, happy with him. And at the end of the day, that's what's going to keep getting you booked and getting you opportunities. But I thought that JC, you know, was a true vet in this one and got this 2-1, if not 3-0. Yeah. Uh, 28 uh, for JC here. 2017, when he came back to URL, was uh, on Summer Madness, Summer Madness 6. 2018 was on Gnome and Summer Madness that year. So that's good for him. 2019 wasn't on either of the two. 2020 wasn't on either of the two. 2021 was on Gnome. 2022 was on Gnome and Summer Madness. This year, neither of the two. So, and it's just crazy to think like last year, Gnome, Judge, Battle, winning 100 grand, and then headline Summer Madness. And now here we are. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's tough, man. It's tough. You know what I'm saying? This, I'm, here, I'm just here to present the big picture thoughts, y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'm a little toxic this Monday morning. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, you know. Appreciate JC for uh, always being a warrior. You know what I'm saying? We're, 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 it's definitely I mean, a tough situation. Um, and, and it sucks because they're actually doing what and JC and Deshug, they're doing a service giving these shots. You know what I'm saying? And it really does not. And you look at the perspective right here, it's the, it's the polar opposite. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Right? Shug's getting the service done for him. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> the man hasn't missed a card all year. <laughs> but but in terms of stock though, you know what I'm saying? When we talk about yeah. you know JC with a clear winner, right? Uh show with a clear loss, hypothetically speaking, right? In my perspective, you, you yeah. see JC's not gonna gain much from this, but on the on the flip side. Suge will get slandered while Hansel gets this huge career win. And that's kind of the risk of taking these shots, especially in and it can look kind of crazy for two guys that we're just on bigger stages, right? Shug on a SM and then JC on the SM before. And it's so easy to just, you know, in the way that we are in this culture, because like I said in the beginning, it's all about jokes and the jokes are always going to be there. I mean, that's just part of it. It doesn't even have to be a hateful nature. They're always going to be there. But it just, it, it does put battlers in a position. I do want to salute guys that give out shots like a JC or like a Shug, because obviously it opens them up for maybe some of the slander that could come. But this is the way that we get a Hansel to get to the next level. This is the way that we could, you know, put, authentic could have potentially had a breakout or any vet or or any rookie you've ever seen that went on to be a vet, anyone that went on to be top tier, they needed somebody to take a risk and they probably needed someone to take a risk and get smoked <laughs> for them to ascend to the next level. Um, so 
Obviously, you know what I'm saying? If you feel like these battles, uh, like these vets lost and when the battle comes out, no issue with that. It should never be an issue to critique if you feel like someone took an L clear. But remember that it's not this humongous fall off or this and that. They're doing something that's very necessary for us to get the battlers that we're going to root for later to get to that spot. So, you know, L, W or L, got to give them their shout out too while we also uh, <laughs> slander them a little bit. Well, uh, moving on, let's talk about the sheet and Danny Myers because this is the one I really want to have a conversation about. Yeah, this is uh, this is definitely a tough one. Um, definitely a tough one, I'd say, for Sheed. That's the first thing I got to say about this battle up front. Uh, Danny was, and this battle I thought was going to be a battle of the night coming in, battle of the night contender. I didn't have it in that pick, but I thought Danny versus Sheed very easily for some people was going to be that pick. Um, just straight bar for bar energy, how Danny usually brings his energy, and then someone like Sheed that's animated matching that. That's how I thought it would play out. And I'd say right from the first round, that's not how it was playing out, France. Um, Danny Myers went first and was smoking sheet in the first round. I mean, that's just really the reality of it. Back-to-back punching uh, reminds me a bit of his Saflair soul performance um, in terms of just the power punchingness of it. Uh, definitely, it's a different leap from a Danny with, what is it, 35 battles this year, something like that. Um, and then immediately from the first round, you can tell this is probably one of the better Dannys that you've seen this year. Sheed's first is good, but it's uh, more on the sly, witty back-to-back side and ends up not you know you got to match peaks you got to match energy and he wasn't really doing any of the things you'd expect from sheed in this situation to do you get into the second round danny cools down a little bit and sheed probably rises a little bit but doesn't meet the peak you know what i'm saying he probably jabs to the point that the round is close he's consistent and danny didn't really snatch it but he didn't snatch the energy like you can make it close but at this point you got to look beyond that you got to snatch the energy this room back because you could argue one one but me and many argue 2-0. Um, and then you get to the third, and it might be the worst of them all, you know what I'm saying, in terms of the lopsidedness. Danny has three rebuttals, insane rebuttals. The room is entirely his. He can do no wrong. Back-to-back punching, chain punching, um, pockets, everything. I mean, he's really just styling on him at this point. And then she gets into a, uh, like an angle, like a kind of a deep introspective, the parallel, I think, between Danny and his daughters. Um, and then, you know, Danny's daughter, uh, the whole angle about Danny's now, daughter now breaks that I, down. I, I, I want to cut you off here. I, I, I want to cut you off here because I got to get to hear New Era's podcast recap as well. So, shout outs to, to Dutch, um, and Freddie, who's in the building. And they have very, very, very similar sentiments to what you're saying. And I want to ask you, do you think this is a situation? that on camera you will feel differently about because, you know, it sounds like you guys both feel the same, but I'm wondering is like, she is a layered writer. So I can at least expect to find something I like from him, but yeah, it's not I, a bad round. Um, but here's the thing. And, and this yeah. is the thing about uh, building energy, right? It yeah. doesn't getting not sheer doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have good material, but you have an opponent who up to this point has completely controlled that the pace of the battle which is on you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, at the end of the day, it's a competition and he is, he has outcompeted you up to this point. And the thing is when he's controlling the pace, he's dictated. I'm punching back to back this building. They're waiting for haymakers. Cause I just gave him seven of them, eight of them back to back. And now you, after having a, a battle where you haven't matched his peaks, decide to take a much more drawn out, much more. You have to, you have to be with me for a minute or two here for me to get there. You have kind of lost all the benefit of the doubt to lead up to that. Now, does that mean that it's not a good round? No, I think she, 
while he had, in my opinion, probably the most disappointing performance of the card, to be honest with you, I wouldn't even say that he had a bad performance. He was clean. His second is 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 good. I, mean, I would say there was points where I was like almost like he's wilding in the second. Um, but your first is is a little regular. No other way to put it. And then your third, there's a good concept there, but it's just about the time you're at the bottom of the third. You have none of the building on your side. You've already lost another round clear. You barely made the last one debatable. He just didn't have the room to pull that off. So you may enjoy it. I think people will enjoy it. But in terms of he still lost by a large margin. I don't think that comes down to the building being one-sided. I think that comes down to the fact that you didn't have any of the energy on your side when you took a long angle, and that yeah. can happen to any battle rapper in the world. So, so I, I was I was doing some thinking about this, and I had two big thoughts, right? One of them, and we're also going to talk about Sheed's year, too, because I have a lot to say about that. But one of the thoughts I had was Sheed was in this exact same venue a year ago against Kid Chaos, and we walked out of there saying this was one of the best battles of the year. Why that a year later he struggled, right? In the exact same venue, the exact same spot. And I realized it. It's just a style matchup, bro. You look at Danny Mines versus Kid Chaos. Everything that you just described about Sheed is the exact same way that I feel like Danny Mines and Kid Chaos played out. You balance somebody that's a bit more structural, a bit more, I want to say drawn out, but obviously has to paint a picture a little bit more than you. He's not going to get to a punch as, as rapid as you. And when Danny Myers has his energy, relentlessness going, and he's dictating the pace and you can't keep up with that pace, there's going to be a separation being created. And that was in a small room. And Absolutely. you can feel, and that, that was in a small room. And everything you just described just now in the stage feels very similar to that battle. And then Kid Chaos and Sheet obviously had a great battle themselves together, but that style in itself might not be able to just handle the bar god you know what i'm saying <laughs> and that's what it sounded like that happened to sheet honestly it sounds like he just had a good concept had good writing but danny's pacing kind of just overwhelmed him- that's the best word i could use is that at one point it was just like there was it was like it was a race and what and you're just seeing someone just run just faster you know what i'm saying as the race goes on so I will say, though, uh, for Sheed, someone that I've said we've done the big picture, someone that I've said is has everything to be a top-tier talent when it comes to battle rap, especially out of the UM4 class when you look at him compared to some of his other classmates. I thought him and Slade, who we'll talk about in a little bit um, in a bit of a similar light, uh, I thought that they were both the standouts of their class. And I think that Sheed still is good. I'm not you know, pulling the plug on Sheed or panicking, but this was a matchup where Danny usually is very helpful in pushing. I mean, obviously, he's kind of smoked a couple new guys as well. You know what I'm saying? And in this situation is more of that, uh, of that category, but Danny has tend to bring like great performances out and help a lot of new guys get to the next level or upcoming battle rappers. I shouldn't even say new guy at this point with Sheed, right. But upcoming battle rapper that we should, uh, we should say. And I thought this one really would show the separator would have liked to see a little bit more from Sheed. I disagree with you heavily, Small. I think there is a time to panic. I think it is time to panic because Mm. at the beginning of the year, and look, this this was this was real early in the year when I see some performances that like alarmed me a little bit. They gave me a bit of red flags. You guys told me, "Hey, just chill out. It's not that big of a deal. He'll bounce back." But when I saw his Suge battle at outside, yeah, it was a two day weekend. But this is Suge coming off of Cody, so this is like Suge at his like red hottest. You know what I'm saying? Electric. And she is a very dynamic performer coming off a of battle of the year contended with Kid Chaos. Their battle was underwhelming. And maybe you can want to blame the timing of it, but in my head, I was just like, yo, this is this this should have been a real electric battle, and it wasn't. I had a I raised my eyebrow towards it. Then the Bill Collector battle, 
it wasn't a bad battle, but best believe because it was a battle that he was climbing up to and everybody like envisioned him taking it on been more. Like, at, the, at the beginning of the league. It should have been more. So it was now good, I look at it. It wasn't. It, it was, I don't even say it's lackluster, but I know it's was not, a moment it's not. battle, a career battle. Ne- neither of the two are lackluster battles. They just left me with a lot to be desired, and they were big opponents and big moments for him. So I'm just like, damn, bro. Like these these are moments where I'm expecting you to catapult into something. You know what I'm saying? Known pack. I think he he had a nice little ISO. They looked pretty good, but that whole two on two was a lot. You know what I'm saying? That battle was an hour plus long. I ain't, I don't know why I'm watching a two on two for an hour plus long. And and then. He battled 40 bars in, in martinis, and, and I didn't like his material in that battle at all. So now I'm just kind of like, yo, what's going on? Like, now, now, like, in martinis, you having issues. Your big opponent's on URL. I don't see you translating. And his best win this year is against a B Magic that, you know, kind of didn't care about the battle. So now I'm just like, yo, B-Magic what's going on? had 60 seconds between three rounds. He read the contract different. So now I'm just kind of like, yo, hold on, like, this is the guy that I called most improved last year, and I don't feel like he improved at all this year. I feel like he took a step back. Mm. I mean, it's uh, and at the end of the day, it, it sounds like a harsh critique, but the work is speaking for itself. You know what I'm saying? When you have to take the next level, where at least, then technically, these are good results, right? Like you can debate that he beat Shotgun Shug. You can debate that he had Bill. I beat Bill Collector. I'm one of those people that. And I'm wearing, I rock with she. Look, 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 I rock with she the long way. You know what I'm saying? I am most definitely not selling my stock. I am just saying I see the price going down, and I'm a little alarmed. That's all I'm saying. The footage quality. Um, the results you can technically argue the right way, right? But there's definitely at the end of the day, you got to get the wins or at least the good results, and you got to get the footage. We got to be able to rewatch the battle, or there's not really too too much to talk about because ugly wins aren't gonna move the needle forever either. So with, with Sheed has all the talent in the world, nobody's saying that he doesn't, but it's time to go get you one with probably one of the bigger names that's either a great back and forth on camera or it's a performance where I said Sheed happened snatched the energy out of that building, and until then. The, the questions begin to become more worrisome, as Francis kind of alluded to here. Listen, man. Big, shout out to Danny, too. We didn't talk about Danny, but he caught uh, – listen, Danny, this year, you you battled so much, man. <laughs> you battled going – he's nearing – he could get to 40. I don't know if he'll get to 40, but he could get to 40 battles, which would be astronomically biblical. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know what to describe battling 40 times in one year. But one of his better performances of the year – I've been a little critical of Danny at times. He's battling a lot not a lot of impact there's at times i don't think the material is always the craziest he's just kind of handling business as a pro versus a lot of non-pros but she is a pro and he treated him like a non-pro and there always has to be praise yeah. for that it's up there with this a flair showing for sure and, and I, I want i want to say this i want to say this to sheet right because I, I feel like i don't want i don't want this to be heard and be like Yo, you're being harsh on these critiques or these performances it's that last year I saw a guy that was pretty much a coin flip away from possibly beating jc to go to gnome Right. I saw a guy that was once upon a time almost booked to battle Kayshawn on Summer Madness until Kayshawn decided not to do it last minute. So this is a guy that was very close and ready to be on both of those stages last year. And I really felt like he would have excelled. And last year, I can confidently say every single time I seen him hit the stage, he got better. This year, I can't confidently say that. And the competition is kind of raised a bit. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I'm just like, yo, the competition is getting harder. I don't feel like you're improving. And more importantly, I feel like you're you're not meeting the new standard that you set for yourself. That means that, that, that that's a very big compliment that I view you as one of the, you're supposed to be probably one of the 20 best battle rappers out right now, for real, for real. That's how I see you as, you know what I'm saying? So 
that's all, you know. Mm-hmm. Once you become great, I guess there's expectations, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's. I mean, uh, listen, man. At the end of the day, it's it's only I could I could talk a few different ways <laughs> about that I view really either of their years, but I, I'm big on in the result moments, and I. I I gave Danny especially a lot of critique coming in, um, and he handled business the complete opposite direction. I gave Sheet a lot of praise going in, and when we critique, yeah. it's not flipping the energy, it's not switching up, it's something new happened, and I have to talk about that. And that's just and, it, and, no, and I've been <laughs> consistent. I've been saying this all year, though. I've been saying this all year. I'm like, bruh, bruh, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> the truth of the matter, man. You know, so uh, I'm, I'm, I ain't selling my stock. I'm still holding on. You know what I'm saying? But I'm a little concerned. You know what I'm saying? I'm a little concerned. That's all I'm saying. Um, I want to talk about Danny. I'm not the Danny. Uh, Geechee and, and Jay last. Can we fast forward to Rumnady and Kid Slade? We absolutely can fast forward yes. to Rumnady and Kid Slade, even though it did end up going on last for those that didn't know in a sense. Yeah. Uh, and, and let's be real. With Battle Rap, like main events and like filing it, no one actually knows what they're talking about half of the time. Um, but like – this is the main event. That's the main event. That night they said it's the main event, but it probably won't. Yeah, be I, I know people. Time. I know. So I, know I know some event, people. Like, I know some people associate the main event with who goes last. I don't. I associate the main event with how was this marketed, how was this presented, who was on the flyer, because that was the, actually getting paid to be the main event. Uh, just so people know that you know, and there's always and that what I'm saying right now is not going to stop anything. People are still going to just be wrong loudly or be or be right quietly however they want to go about it um but it is worth noting that nitty and slade did uh end the night um and you could tell i'm gonna say this just from the intros of this battle you could just tell what was about to it felt like what was about to go down they they announced yo my brother kid slade um i think maybe four of us i'm clapping i think three other people let out a woo and then they announced from nitty's name and it's like, you know, it's like a football team just ran on the field. You know what I'm saying? It was complete, you could tell, home game to the core. But even with that, I think that's just, we're, we're going to talk about that optically. But this battle from the first round to the third round, it is not close. It, it, it is not close at all. And I don't even think Kid Slade is that bad in this battle. I think he's solid. Um, I liked his, I, I think some people liked his third the most. I personally thought his first two rounds were a little better, a little cleaner. He starts stumbling in the third, but he has some good material. Uh uh, he's going to need a skin graft. Look like they ironed out a bubble coat. I thought that was crazy. Like he's got the, some the, bars the, like that. The slushy, the slushy bar, the slushy, the slushy bar. Yeah, like he's got some bars where it's even got some imagery on top of the fact Slade is just a cold rapper. Like his delivery is just cold. Like it's very, very good. Um, but content wise, it's not close. I mean, Rum Nitty first round is a haymaker, back to back punching onslaught. Second round is his best round of the battle, maybe the best but round. Sprinkle, of the sprinkle in some angles, sprinkle in some angles, though. Yeah, also, obviously, you know, battling Kid Slade, um, you know, he, the, the snitching angle is going to come up, the court document angle is going to come up. And I, as it, not only do you give Rum Nitty now all your name flips, now you give him, uh, you know, rat snitch uh narc he had a narcan bar uh if y'all don't think the last person that told uh came back from gay and drug what makes y'all think a narc can do it so when you get the angle obviously you get name flips of the angle to open up a little bit um but overall man when it, it, it was pretty much working the angle the obvious angle and just punching regular like regular rum nitty stuff and for rum nitty, regular rum nitty stuff is ends up being performance of the night level material. Let me, let me ask you something. Obviously, crowd reaction plays a factor, but it, did it feel like 
running these rounds are longer than kids later. It felt like that to me. It felt like, yeah, oh, he's not, like, he not fucking around today. He's not absolutely. fucking around. Um, and I'm not even going to say Nitty had, like, you know, and, and long round, longer rounds to people can mean a lot of different things. Nitty did not come in here with no five or seven minute rounds. You know, it's nothing of that nature. But Nitty definitely had three to four minute rounds. And then when you add the fact that he's getting a lot more reaction than Slate is, uh, which is just the truth. Um, now you add minutes, maybe a minute and a half extra is around. Now it starts to feel like, damn, this, this man just wrapped like seven minutes to three or something like that. But in dominant battles, you're going to find that across most leagues that you're going to see something like that, man. At the end of the day, if one guy's winning by a lot, he's going to get a lot more reaction. He's going to get a lot more leeway, um, a lot more of the crowd stopping him. But yeah, it, I, there's not really much it felt like Slade could do either, if I got to be perfectly honest with you. Like, I'm not sure he was the most formidable Slade. Probably could have been a bit better. Um, but I didn't think that he was bad. You know, while him and she were both disappointing, I think I'd prefer his performance over Sheed's performance. Um, but this was a mismatch, and it's one of those things where, shout out to Slade, I was very uh, confident that, I'd, that he'd get around going in or at least be one of the best versions of himself, someone that I think is from UM4, my personal top talent in that class. I think he really has something different, and he's been good against vets so far. Obviously, the rock battle is is covered in all types of controversy, but a lot of people are saying it's a competitive battle for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's a good or a bad battle, it's not easy to have a competitive battle with a Tay Rock um, versus Shook. I thought he did good. People are high in his Cortez performance, right? Um, but Rum Nitty in Arizona, this was a this was a bit of a suicide mission, France. Uh, I, I know that we've talked about this one a little bit, but I don't I didn't see this one working out for Slade in the booking. I thought it was an uphill scenario, and it played out probably just about as bad as it could have played out for him um and maybe the rare nitty body bag i don't know how you felt about it but it was definitely clear all three um and probably nitty crown nitty is performer of the night i have a lot of thoughts all right first and foremost <laughs> Let us i know. understand it i understand there's going to be a world of battle rap that is under, like, it's entrenched into the streets, right? The ethics, the code. And they're just never going to rock with him. And that's fine. I'm not acting like everybody is like that, but that population exists. So we're not going to undermine the people that feel that way. But, the there's right also, that but there's also a very large population of people that are civilians and they don't necessarily care about that and just want to follow the, this, the art and the raps. And for those people, they're still fans of Kid Slade. And I personally think he always lands big bombs in all of his in all of his rounds. Like he's always gonna have two, three really big haymakers. That man is capable of landing some big punchlines. But for me, I don't have him winning a single battle since the Tay Rock uh, battle. And I know the Tay Rock battle, he's winning on the app. You can argue he won it, but the the whole battle is just like a, a just one giant just mess that I don't really feel comfortable trying to give credence to either of those two guys being a winner for real, for real. And when I think about like his Shug battle, I'm not going front. That was a very difficult situation for him to try to overcome. Uh, I, I got to give him a whole ton of credit for even just being up there. But I thought Shug had his best performance of the year against him. I don't have Kislev winning that battle. Um, and Gnome Pact, you know what I'm saying? I just talked about it with Sheed. So I didn't like that battle from any of the four of them, for real, for real. Um, but it, it wasn't a bad performance. It wasn't one to write home about. And in this Cortez battle, Look, uh, maybe I'm in the minority. Me and Titus feel the exact same way. We feel like that battle is competitive and nobody really wants to admit to that. I feel like there's this lack of objectivity with Cortez sometimes. And even if you have Kit Slade beating Cortez, I did not watch that battle thinking, yo, this is a guy that can compete with Nitty. 
I was just confused by the booking because it's like, yo, a year ago, Bill Collector, who was a top five, six battle rapper in the world, just came off winning a tournament, has all this road experience, went into this exact same venue to battle this exact same guy and, and lost clearly. And Kid Slay's not better than Bill. He's nowhere near, he's nowhere near Bill's level right now. So it was this, a very was just, similar result. Oh, I'd say even it, worse this time around. It, it, was, it, was, it was a worse result. It was a worse result. And so I just don't think his, like, there's moments of his style where, like, he's he's landing his haymakers, but the pacing of it and the in-between space isn't enough to compete with some of these, these top-tier names. And uh, I just, I'm not critiquing him for all that paperwork. I don't care about none of that. I'm critiquing him strictly off of his his production on the stage and i don't feel like it's producing the results that people probably think it's producing personally you know what i'm saying i wish there was much more of a gradual incline after that cortez battle because it was a good look for him it was a good it was a very good look for him but i don't think you just go from cortez and martinis to rum nitty in arizona and expect to be successful yeah that's, think, that's ludicrous and i think this is um this is something else that and then we can't stop this from happening either and i don't think that we should but definitely limiting it Stop using Tay Rock and Rum Nitty to give people shots. That's pointless. Uh, we are sending people into a lot of times either just dead on like suicide missions, or for the most part, they're gonna do their their best. And a lot of times, like in this Flair Soul situation, still probably lose the majority of people. Now you do seldomly get these results like a swamp, um, like what a foot's may still be you know we haven't seen the footage and i feel like this battle's already been talking to the ground but you do get a situation where someone can have a breakout um and cl and clear him you know what i'm saying or get a great result from it but for the most part uh with the rock and nitty shot giving you're just these are guys that you're supposed to work your way all the way up to now that the counter argument will be well why do we got to wait all these years for them to fight that's no 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 no. you don't got to wait years you don't got to wait nothing but for rock and nitty not all that's but for rock and nitty Let's really wait until someone's at the top of their talents because when you get a situation like this, it's, it's mad unfortunate as Slade, who I think is a very good talent, has already done good for some vets, but big losses mean more than big wins. You can tank your stock way quicker than you can just go and rise it all the way back up to the top. So when you have a guy that's really, you feel is on the precipice, if you have a battle from him with Core, we're clearly delete, you know what I'm saying? Everyone appears to be happy with it. There's a bit of a push for him. You're not going to get it just time and time and time again to push a guy if you're going to walk him right into a 30. So in terms of uh, giving uh, a shot being rum nitty in Arizona, that's not giving someone a shot. That's shooting them. Uh, so I really think that we should probably stop doing that. Um, and this is just the best example of it. I just uh, one day you, me, Titus, and Q, we're going to sit down and go over this track record of all these shots that Tay Rock and Nitty is given. All right. Because I'm very confident to say that the Tay Rock one probably equates to like nobody evolving afterwards except Swamp. You know what I'm saying? For real, for real. And the Nitty one is a little, it's a little tricky because everybody kind of rises to a peak with Nitty. So they kind of always find a way to snatch around and maybe one out of every 10. One or two out of every 10 opponents he gives a shot to, they might sneak a win against him. But, like, ultimately, like, I just – I don't necessarily see the progression from it. He went from Stumbles, who didn't rap anything on Homecoming, to Tay Rock. And then he went from Cortez in Martinis. <laughs> I want to keep emphasizing in Martinis because I feel like that venue, it, it, it produces these what, – what's the word? Uh, uh, help me out here, Simone. When you produce something that's, like, kind of false, you know what I'm saying? Like – you have like a, bit, like a bit of an illusion. 
something like that. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 not necessarily producing what I would think is like, oh yeah, this is good enough to go get. get. Like no, I don't feel the, that way. It's getting the cheers, you know what I'm saying? Like it, like it's but getting like I, I the energy that it's like that. But you personally don't. You're looking at the material and you're I, like, yeah, this is really I don't the material. I don't. I don't see it that way. So like from stumbles on homecoming that didn't wrap a single round to battle the face of the league. And then Cortez in the small room to then battle <laughs> your number one ranked battler on the app well, in his hometown, between, which he did very good versus show all things considered. But a lot of people yeah. have him losing that as well. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it, your point a little bit. I, I ain't say you got to give him a bottom tier now like that, but I just think there is a much more gradual increase. And more importantly, I don't feel like, I don't feel like he's seen from his, his stumbles performance to now, is there really any evolution in his style other than just a couple heavy hitting punches in between some of these rounds? Like, I don't, like he might be close to his ceiling. And I felt that way for a long time. We wrote that in his UN4 draft, maybe close to his ceiling. He's a productive battler, but like, I just feel he needs to bring more to the table. He needs to diversify a little bit, especially if these are the opponents you're going to try to throw at him. I don't know. So I, didn't, I never liked the booking. And now it feels like you have to work twice as hard again with him. You know what I'm saying? Not to mention the fact that you, you've kept him as a surprise all year, right? You, you've made him a surprise battle on Nomi, put him on band. Then he surprises putting him last on traffic. Like, you're going to actually try to market this guy and build him back up? Put some strategy behind it. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't be halfway. You can't. I'm kind of want to push him. But I, but I kind of don't want to don't. You know what I'm saying? You've given him uh, ever since the angle broke on him, man. He's gotten three top tier battles and, and or at least vet, vet name battles at the least. Um, and it's all promoted very weirdly at times. It's like max promotion at times. It's like he's like, he, like you said, he's getting pulled up as a surprise battle. Um, I think he's immensely talented. And, and I think he's obviously going to be always be in a weird situation for the angle. I do feel like he hasn't reached his stumbles peak. You know what I'm saying? Ever since that situation, we haven't seen no. that type of explosiveness. I don't want to say it's down to confidence. Obviously, if you don't get to speak to the man, it's harder to speak to things like mindset. But at the end of the day, the ship's got to get steered quick. Uh, and overall, with both of the UM4 guys, I mean, we've seen most of the UM4 fall, uh, class fall out for the most part. Let's just be perfectly honest with it. Um, everybody made next go away. Next might be the best member from the class. Um, from talk talk crazy. We've had talk crazy. Uh, stumbles. Yeah. True foe is a bit of a yeah. uh, that, how that's went out. Real name Brandon yeah. had a good battle tonight, so I can't say much. But obviously, we know the critiques. I had no idea where MVP is at that moment. Shout out to him, though. Even he had some uh, clever punchlines for the most part. Now he gets these last two. We talked about Sheed, Slade. I don't know how much more time, especially with new, new class. Now you got two new classes, rookies versus sophomores coming up. The window is closing for you guys to make that run or make yourself still push worthy and not just become a part of the roster. And it's got to happen sooner, sooner rather than later. Has to. When are, when are any of these guys ever going to just be like, hey, I'm actually ready for Roman Rock yet. Can I get something else? When, when is anybody ever going to just be honest with themselves? Just be like, hey, you know what? Hold off a little bit. But, you know what I'm I, but it, I'll tell you what, though, it's hard to get off of Rum and Rock because we don't know if you're going to get Rum and Rock again. It's easy to say no, plan it out strategy wise, but the strategy, for the most part, battlers battle. They should have strategy, but that's at the end of the day, they're, they're paid yeah. to show up rap. The league has to have plans for guys, man, in my opinion. So when you see stuff like this, these guys have the talent. Sometimes they haven't showed up. Maybe they're not those guys, but putting a guy in Rum Nitty versus Arizona. Is giving him no chance, even if he is or isn't the guy. So less. I think the, I think it's, it's as simple as this. Before you book that battle, you have to ask yourself: Is Kid Slade right now better than Bill Collector last year? If the answer is no, you don't proceed. You don't mm -hmm. proceed. Period. All right. But 
We did save the best for last, though. Although yes, we, we did, did. although I would say in the building, I gave Rum Nitty performance of the night. I'd say Danny and Hansel also great, great, great performances. Want to give them their credit. Uh, Geechee Gotti versus Jay the Nightwing is so by far and away the battle of the card. It was by the second round, there was really nothing to talk about in that department. Um, Axe is uh, the I guess the main event coming in right flyer wise main event probably technically the main event. Um, and then they end up going second to last. But there was oh my god! So Jay starts first. And Jay is always going to have slow intros. It's, it's almost, it's, it's, it's just always what it's going to be. Even if it's to his detriment, this is something he's going to do. And as someone with a unique style, I can say it works for, out for him a lot of times as battles go on. So I'm done critiquing it, but he pretty much puts himself in a hole in the first, his first half of his first, uh, um, isn't like, you know what I'm saying? It's lighter material. It's a little bit uh, jab, like reminds me of his first versus Mad Flex. In a lot of ways, the structure of this battle reminds me of his, the way he approached the Mad Flex battle. The first, the second half of the first is straight punches for the most part. Good, good rapping. But the first half is Jay going like this. You get rapping Geechee Gotti in the first. This just from a straight punchline scheme cadence, like I'm just going to write bars is one of the better versions of that Gigi we've seen in a minute. He punched Jay's life away the entire first round. It was a not just a clear 1-0, it was a, it was a nasty 1-0. You know what I'm saying? It's the type that makes you worry going into the second. So now, Gigi 1-0 clear, right? Only clear round of the battle, in my personal opinion. You get into the second round of the battle. Uh, Jay takes an angle. He starts out with the hair angle, which we've heard against Gigi a lot. But something I want to talk about, I'd love to hear your opinion on it, I think Jay is so good at taking an angle and it's, it's almost something that reminds me of uh, the late great Pat's day, RIP Pat taking something so funny. Like he really just starts out with comedy for the first half of the angle, but by the second half of the angle, he's, he's turned it into a weapon. And that's think, really I, what he did with the hair angle in the second, something nah, nah, so much, I, but he did it so well. I think he has like this awareness of just like everything in battle rap sometimes is really freaking ridiculous. And he was like, when we stop to realize what we're talking about, what we're saying and doing, this is insane. And so then he finds a way to like make very light heart comedy of it, but also realize, hey, I'm already here. If I'm making you laugh, you're already grabbed your attention. So now let me get let me get layered with this exact same topic that I just made comedy out of. And I think that's brilliant. I think you could I think the first early signs of so that few was can do that. So few can do that. Yeah, yeah. Bit. I think but I think that's also a, a, a testament to like the demeanor your presence and how you how you sell that shit because you kind of have to have this sounds weird but you're gonna have to have the voice and posture for it because it's like you have like a condescending look like a smile a smirk a look around the room and all that shit just adds on to it i think the earliest sign of him doing that correct me if i'm wrong i think the saga battle you could point to that and it's like yo what are you talking about here and it just it just worked <laughs> and yeah, reverse flexi that's why i say it mirrors the flex battle the first was similar slow start punch heavy first the second yeah. he takes the the screenshot angle where he's like oh the nitty screenshot which if you're not even on battle rap twitter how would you even know about that situation like very obscure situation that was pretty funny when it happened and once again takes the first half of that comedy wise i mean you could probably name four or five different instances man it just shows that something that probably doesn't get talked about enough with him he's an elite angler when he chooses to be I mean, no, he's the elite angler when he chooses to be man. One of the best that we got. Yeah, I got to write a, I got to write a story about Jay tonight before the, the traffic battle. I'm glad he got a chance to read it after after his performance, so it probably even resonated with him better. Um, and in it, it's, it's pretty much just I ended it with saying that um, those who skillfully capitalize off of their fleeting opportunities become the architect 
of their own extraordinary desires. You know what I'm saying? And I had to, I wanted to get in my little wordsmith bag for Jay because I was writing about Jay. Jay does that kind of and stuff. But, right here. You feel me? You know, I let the pen move a little bit. But I did that because ultimately, this is a guy that if he is motivated, he's an extraordinary and special talent. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason why he's still top five on the URL app because he went on such a crazy run. A little bit of revisionist wins there too. But he went on such a crazy run. Once that he killed him, but it's not yeah, even there. It's not here or there. One or two of those things. But like he went on such a run that withstand the test of time for years on this goddamn app. And it just shows how dominant he was. And I really felt like after that twerk battle, he was ready to ascend to a whole nother level. You know what I'm saying? So I think we need to talk a little bit about the importance of a mental health and breaks from the culture. I know myself, I just took a break not too long ago for about like 10 days and I was very refreshed. It's it's important to just leave because of how just muddy and toxic this battle rap world is online. You don't get to be at an event every other weekend where it's actually fulfilling and fun nice people and the, the, what this is meant for <laughs> you know what i'm saying for the most part yeah but no you're you're on, you're online where it's just warfare all the time and so that kind of you know that kind of eludes your mind a little bit and then, like he once he took that break and came back now he's in a perfect position where it's like i'm only going to take the battles i know that will push my pen motivate me or that i desire and let me just go ahead and say this now I'll, i'm jumping out the window when i say this if he had two more battles at the level of his maflex and geechee battle he's easily a top 20 guy and he probably not 20. Probably not 20. You know what I'm saying? Seriously. I mean, his Madflex battle's great. And, you know, we've only gotten halfway in this. We're just talking about his second round. And Geechee's second is really good. Like, really, really good. This is, once again, punch heavy rant. Like, Gotti was just rapping with him. If you're the one that's like, oh, I want to see the hungry Gotti that's just punching every, every fucking bar. You, that's what he was doing, man. Uh, drug talking there too. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is a, I'd say damn near like a vintage Gotti performance, which we kind of said a few times this year, right? Obviously his material for the most part has been very motivated this year. And he, towards the end of his second, he definitely freestyles out of it, which he freestyles in his third, but I think to much more of a, much more strategically and much more in a special sense. This one was definitely, I'm, I'm freestyling to get to the end of this <laughs> second round. Uh, and he was able to make it entertaining, but not necessarily a, you know, straight battle rap uh, type of like cleanness. Right. So it's tough because I edge Gotti the second in the building at first. I'm like, man, I really love Gotti second, plenty of haymakers to match. But as the material has resonated with me, I'm going to do something maybe a little bit strange here actually edge jay the second round of this battle like as i really walked away and thought about the creativeness of it i found myself like listen it's such a it's such a toss-up i mean the second is like a basically a preference round really it's angles versus punches um but i just i had an extreme appreciation for jay taking a bit of a risk there in the way that he did that then you get into the third round of this battle uh like i said like his mad flex battle right First round, punchlines. Second round, kind of that comedy slash attacking angle. Third round, there's a message. Now, last last battle, the message was a little bit different, talking about the culture kind of like uh, being its own demise and a little bit of that. But this one starts out with what seems like a simple, which is what it, a great angler does. And he takes something simple and makes it special. Starts out with a gang-banging culture, how terrible it is, you know what I'm saying, uh, the promotion of it. And we've heard this against Gotti, I mean, numerous, numerous times. Um, I, I, I can name probably 10 or 15 times. But Jay obviously puts his touch on it. He has a way of sounding extremely introspective when he gets into that bag and conceptual. And the way that he specifically tailored it to Gotti was able to wrap his uh, slogans into it. 
I think he plenty of times that he flipped some of Gichigati's famous slogans or famous bars onto himself with this angle. It's an angle that me just saying it, you feel like you've heard 15 or 20 times before, but there was mm-hmm. literally points of the battle where the fans made Jay stop rapping, not to cheer, not to give a haymaker reaction, to give physical applause from the entirety of the audience. I mean, there's literally people clapping like, nah, man, this is incredible. Uh, it's a dialogue third. Um, the way he packaged it together, whether you agree or disagree with the material, because all angles in a sense are a little bit of an extremist factor. And God even addresses in his round kind of some counterwriting against it. But Jay really put together, I mean, one of the best rounds of his career in this third. And it just goes to show the more topic-based he gets, the more angle and, and the more it means to him. He's one of those that you can clearly tell what he cares about what he's rapping. Cause that was a, uh, I mean, man, that might, that might be my favorite Jay, the Nightwing round I've ever heard personally, to be honest with you perfectly to be honest with you and then there is just as good a response we you know we gave we gave jay a ton of credit which he deserves but i want to give credit to Geechee for being somebody that's beaten a game more than once more than twice and still rapping like he has something to prove casually uh, still, making amazing battles just casually just 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 rapping like he like he wants a fourth title or something like you know what i'm saying um this is the reason why people have him highly regarded. This is why his name is in the Cody race. This is why at the end of the year, you can probably see him top five on a lot of people's ballots. It's because of performances like this. You know what I'm saying? And I'm very happy that, you know, Gichi Gotti gives a lot of like shots to up and comers. But he doesn't do it a lot on URL, if you notice. Like, like, you know, I don't know if it's by timing or by choice. I don't know. But like, you don't often see him battling that Down lower tier name. Yeah. And, it was refreshing to see him do this, but more more refreshing to read, uh, I should say, hear his interview and pull these quotes from him where he said he asked for Jay the Nightwing. He asked for this. He wanted That's it. That's fire. I didn't know, you know that. I didn't know that. Actually, yeah, let me see. I can actually read this to you. End quote, Geechee. I asked for Jay the Nightwing. He's an up-and-comer on the West and has been doing his thing for a minute, and sometimes you need a matchup with a solidified star in order to keep the stars going. Now I can fall back in a year, and he can give somebody else a shot. And I'm very, very happy he did that because it's like, you know, you get the West-West kind of battle. It's always a little special for those people out there in the West. They they, they hold a cherish to their hearts. Jada Nightwing is a guy that was kind of missing in action, came back in dynamic fashion against Mad Flex, followed up with a, a magnificent performance against Geechee. And so now it's like, all right, bro, you back. You know what I'm saying? Hold it down. You know what I'm saying? Take battle at your pace, you know, and you here. And I'm very happy to see that, man, honestly. Yeah, and, and how about this? Not just to be happy, how about the skill it takes that as good as Jay's third is, yo, Geechee freestyles rebuttals pretty much the entirety of Jay's round. I mean, there's at least Geechee said he freestyled his entire round, his and mm. scrapped his third. I, his career breakdown section seemed like it had been written, but I will say, at least in my personal opinion, at least half of that round is freestyled, but with purpose. Not freestyle because it was forgotten rhymes or anything like that. Uh, freestyled because he had genuine things in the moment to respond saying all the stuff that you're rapping about helping out. We're actually out in real life doing it. You know what I'm saying? I only mess with on roll. I, what do you say? I want to see your report card. I only mess with on roll. If we see B's and C's, you can't even hang with us. So he clearly super strategist immediately has responses for that. And something that he said over and over while he was doing it. Now he's got to hear this. Like, fuck my round. I want to respond to what he's saying. From there, he gets into a career breakdown section talking about, obviously, the shortcomings of Jay's career, what how he's hurt himself. And he was 
he kind of took the disrespectful angle with it, right? Because we all know Geechee has a straight disrespect bag, which feels rare now in battle rap, right? Like there was a point that straight disrespect ruled like the earth. You know, we're talking like GT times. And now we're in an era where for the most part, it'll be considered filler. But for Geechee to pull it off, uh, pull off an angle without really much wordplay to it, just like you're pathetic. You're a loser. You, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you messed up every opportunity. Say it very bluntly and still get the message across. There's skill in that because he is an incredible, one of the best anglers we have himself. And it's one of those things where the third becomes close enough where knowing uh, how, first of all, how good Gotti is, but especially the fandom and how much people respect Gotti, you'll see people, I think, call this third debatable. Um, and, I, and I definitely think it's close. I just think Jay set an extremely high bar. I mean, I just appreciate a different type of approach to things, right? When you take an angle and you do something maybe to a level that someone hasn't done before and the way that he won the, the building over in the third. But to be perfectly honest with you, I had each taken the first clear. I do have Jay edging the last two rounds, but there might even be some people out there that have Geechee edging the last two rounds and might have this as a Geechee gentleman's. Um, I'm one of that will have it as J21. For me, it's a, one of my favorite phrases. It's a net positive. I think both of these guys are going to gain a lot from this. If you're Geechee, you just put up what, what people are inevitably going to call a battle of the year contender. Um, whether you think it's top 10, top 15, top five, that doesn't matter. They throw contender on it. It's, it's you know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's a nice word. So very, very good battle that helps him out. And as for Jay, what more can you ask for, man? You come back, you go to King of the Dot with Mad Flex, one of the best there, have an incredible battle with him. You come over to URL versus Geechee Gotti, one of the best in the world, really anywhere, but especially on URL, have an incredible battle with him. Great, great return for Jay so far, and I cannot wait to see what this 2024 looks like. And as for Geechee, we'll be talking about him um, come January or February. We'll be talking about him probably in that top five section because his 2023 has been remarkable. Salute to Gucci Gotti. Salute to everybody in the West. Out, everybody out. Uh, URL, KG, KD, JB. Everybody with two letters in their names. <laughs> yeah. Shout out the initial gang. The initial gang. Now, big shout outs to the league. You know what I'm saying? For putting on a very dope event for the West. Uh, blessing the young staff writer, Jay Smo, in the building. They said you were a headache. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm happy. Shout out, shout out, Katie, man. You know what I'm saying? In my time of peril, when I was when I was causing trouble, uh, she yeah. helped me out. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to the staff and everybody, man. Always, like I said, when it comes to staff, fans, any of that, in the building experience, um, completely different level. And thank you for URL for, as per usual, showing that. I want to uh, close out with this. So we got some announcements over the culture. We close out with some of the latest announcements. <laughs> and uh, and we and give it up for the ladies. You know what I'm saying? 40 bars versus QB was announced. Another grudge that, you know, I haven't put off. Coffee. 40 bars versus coffee. What did I say? QB. Thank you. Which is 40 a good thing you heard. You were saying something yeah, so Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the cleanup. Coffee, 40 bars versus, co uh, versus coffee. Thank you for the cleanup. Yes, 40 Bar versus Coffee is going down. Panic Room 7, December 9th, the day before homecoming out of New York, Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? This battle's gonna be on it. This battle's gonna be on a stage. Catch, you could go and catch that and then catch homecoming the next day if you're in New York. That's actually a good little that's a good little deal right there. That's a that's a nice little vibe for the weekend. A nice little vibe that I ain't gonna be a part of both days, you know what I'm saying? I'm definitely gonna watch one. <laughs> but for anyone that does, it's nice yeah. for y'all, and we happy for you. Very much so. New York's needed a weekend like this. Um, this battle's going to be on the stage, not in the ring. So, interesting dynamic there. You know what I'm saying? You know Any early like it could. Do we know venue size? What it what it could fit? No, no clue, no clue yet. But um, any early thoughts on forty and coffee? 
all we need. I mean, we needed this. Um, the first time it came around, extremely exciting matchup to see uh, 40 in a sense, you know, I mean, really giving Coffee a shot, right? It was Coffee running running across the top ladies that she could. Um, now you get a year later after, uh, I'll call it the infamous uh, night, right? Where basically um, 40 could not perform. I believe that she cited anxiety. I don't want to put any words in her mouth, so I'm just going to say that I believe. But obviously the battle doesn't go down one way or another. And that anxiety, you know, saying mental health things were kind of pointing in the direction of, which is very serious. But if for anyone that remembers, the night before 40 and coffee the first time, 40's promo was... It was very good. It was great promo, but it was obviously very good coming at her promo, hostile photoshops, videos, all types of disrespectful comments. Um, and then for the battle to not go down after that, they just left such a gap of just like built up energy with that. What do we hate to see? Same thing with that, that happened with a couple of battles. This year. We hate to see something get promoted up to the peak and then just not go down. So for them to spin back and get this battle done, especially on queen of the ring, to get that battle back instead of it maybe going to maybe a bigger spot or a bigger league, they still get that big marquee main event back. And now the grudge is even bigger, right? You have a coffee who's better now than then. I mean, coffee, if you weren't impressed with coffee before, and listen, there's some people that are never really impressed with coffee. They don't, uh, they don't really connect with their style. Um, I think that she has worked on a lot of the actual rapping part, delivery part. Um, but there's always gonna be people that down her, but now you have a coffee who's having a fantastic 2023 up there with the big dogs and active 2023. You have a 40 who has been a little, maybe a couple instances lately of choking. We can't look across the C3s, the Fonzes, the part she played in the Yoshi battle. I'm not going to give her full fault, but obviously there, there was a point that she choked and she had her own parts that led to the downfall of that footage. But this is now feels more of a tight match than it did before. Um, and it, it almost feels like a, a can't lose for both. I mean, in, in a sense, you could always lose battle and batter at 40s, a legend coffee's damn near stamped yourself. So if they lose. It's not like the sky falls down, but after all the shit talk that's went down, you have coffee proving yourself. This feels like the biggest battle of her career up to this point, or at least uh culminating into that moment, a legacy moment. And for 40, you talk crazy about this girl. You didn't do it, but you, you said this whole time, doesn't matter that I didn't do it. I'd still kill her. Um, but are you going to go kill her? You know what I'm saying? So how do you feel about the battle France? Honestly, listen, you, you heard me earlier this year, right? But after the Shuni battle, I was like, you have this is this year is of coffee is better than the year she won Wody. Like she had a very rough start with the twerk battle, and you however you feel about the snake guys and Gigi battles, whatever, but on paper they're wins, or they can most arguably be wins. Well, she so, smoked like, snake guys, but the Gigi one is a little the footage is shot, the results good. More debatable, but like for the most part, if you you could if you tell me, yo, after twerk, I have her winning all of her battles. I have to say, you're not wrong. You know what I'm saying? And then and most of them clearly, most of them at hold least. On, hold on, let me pull this up here because I actually was looking at it a little bit deeper because I thought she was back in the Wody conversation after the shooty battle. She still has to go battle Gemini out in uh in London next new, weekend. New champion out there too. New champion out in the UK. New champion out in the UK. So uh, that's that'll be a formidable fight. Uh, where is this at? Sorry, I'm pulling this up here. I was breaking down coffee's year, and I wanted to talk about this. Uh, I can't find it, but she's about to have her seventh battle, and what, like her third or fourth main event? Main event against Geechee. Main event against Grid on. So main event against Geechee on the riot. Main event against Grid on King of the Dot. Main event against Gemini out in UK in the UK premiere battles. Main event against Forty Bars at Queen of Ring. Like, listen, four main events. Four different platforms against three top tier names. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Are y'all paying attention out here? Are y'all paying attention? I've been trying to tell you since October. This woman is back in the conversation. Now, obviously, Jazz and Hustle's never left the conversation. And Hustle is alluding to having one more before the end of the year. Jazz already reported on PSA Reloaded that she has one more battle. It's very important. I wonder who she's battling. You know what I'm saying? I think it's definitely a guy, by the way. I think it's 100% a guy. I don't think it's a girl. I think she's on her path of just, like, battling men. She said that's where she finds the most uh, challenge. You know what I'm saying? She's having a bit of that 40 bars effect where obviously um, uh, well, with 40, I think more than anything, she's she's almost damn near better versus the men. Um, but but in the same sense with Jazz, both of them are beyond just battling within the, the battling other female battle rappers. You know what I'm saying? They want to face the, the legends of the male side too, and they can compete with them. It seems like, especially with Jazz, big stage or small. So that super opens up the way that you can book her. You don't have to book her on a themed event. You don't have to book her in a certain type of room. You can book Jazz the rapper the same way you book Sue Surf, uh, you know what I'm saying, Free Surf, the same way that you book a John, John the Don, the same way you'd book a Hitman, et cetera. Um, she's ready to battle no matter the situation. So I would not be surprised if she's battling maybe another top uh male figure in battle rap um i think she's gonna be battling somebody that's in the cody race that's what i think i think she's battling i think she's gonna battle a name that's going to push her over the edge very very big swing very high risk high reward that if i battle another top contender that may be in the world in the cody race i have a chance to solidify my wody and also be a top be top of the Cody list too. I wouldn't be surprised to see Jazz when she finished 12th last year. I, I'm, I'm pretty positive it was either 11th or 12th last year. Um, and you mm-hmm. the, being on the panel, I remember it was one of the two. And I would not be surprised and actually almost expect to see Jazz at least a couple placements higher than that. Um, she's breaking down boundaries, man. I mean, there's always been uh, intergender battles. There's always been, a, a, like like someone I mentioned, like a 40 bars, even a Miss Hustle that can compete with the men and the women. It hasn't been an issue. But what Jazz is doing is is it's a whole other level of that. You know what I'm saying? But that just goes to show between Jazz, between Hustle, and even between Coffee, someone else who has battled very active and between both genders for female battle rap and for to take – another level because obviously it's always still growing as battle rap is but for I, specifically female battle rap to keep leveling up more ladies just randomly mixing in intergender battles this isn't a, a physicality sport where one you know what i'm saying or where it's like genetically one person is going to have too much of a, an advantage or too much we can't put them in the same field these people can just rap with each other when you see you know we say that but then you have to see it happen but when you see coffee hustle and jazz finding extreme success and could possibly see all three of them on a top 20 list you realize the walls are starting to break down and they're just getting treated like straight battle rappers not that there's any special type of uh things you have to take into account so more and more and more from the ladies man all, all three of them uh, have been incredible this year and many have already been incredible in intergender matchups and they're they're just showing that as the years go on hey man uh, the Swody race between Jazz Hustle and Coffee. I'm excited. Modi and Cody will be serious this year, man. It's going to be a great uh, dialogue for both conversations. All right, Small. That's all I got for today, man. You know what I'm saying? Let the people know where they can tap in with you and all that. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm um, very simple. You know what I'm saying? My name is where you can find me at, at JSMO Reviews. Um, you can find me on Twitter and YouTube. I'm posting on YouTube for the most part, try to get up at least like three to four videos a week. I'm doing daily stuff and doing history stuff. No matter what you like in battle rap, I promise you, I got a series for you. I got a video for you. I got something for you that you're going to enjoy. And then obviously at J small reviews on Twitter, extremely active on there covering battle rap, just the same way. 
and at Let's Talk Battle Rap Podcast. You know what I'm as well as Let's Talk Battle Rap.com. Obviously, we're writing for a minute. I'm going to be writing here for a very long time, doing reviews here for a very long time, man. So follow the brand that you're already here with. If you want to get more of my individual takes, maybe more of a bar-for-bar traffic breakdown or more detailed look at it as well, um, at uh, JSmo Reviews on YouTube, man. And there you have it, man. Uh, be on the lookout for that Traffic 6 recap article. will be posted soon. And we out of here, y'all. Enjoy your Monday. Peace.